everyone. Welcome to the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is Susan Rawlings Molina, the co-founder and CEO at Ground Game Health. How are you today? I'm good, Jared. How are you? I'm doing well. You're you're almost either at a tie or the closest guest that we've had on the show, you being in Tampa and I'm in St. Pete. So this is fun. It is fun. And it, it's uh it's a like we it's a great place to be, um, post hurricane especially. Yes. We've we've been lucky. We've yes. keep avoiding the, the big ones, thankfully. Um <laughs> I'm I'm very excited to chat with you, not just because you're a town over. Uh, we're going to dive into your company, your background today. Let's let's start things off with you telling the audience a little bit about you. Okay, sounds good. Um, I've been in the healthcare space since literally 1987, which is a, a very long, very long time ago. And much of that career on the insurance side of the fence, I um, have focused in on government programs because I had a sort of a deep need in my life to support people and help them get what they need in a variety of different ways. So being in the government program side of the house, because folks are either older and have maybe more chronic conditions or maybe have some sort of social issue that creates a health related need, um, being on that side of the fence allowed me to sort of pursue my passion did that through about the late, uh, about 2008, and have been a CEO of various adjacent companies since then. So I've, um, I've, I've had a lot of experience working in the industry and finding solutions that work. In, in 2020, my partner, Shri Akula, and I happened to come across our predecessor organizations that in 2022 became Ground Game Health. And it was a very unique proposition in a very disorganized space. And I thought, gosh, here I am after all these years, really getting to put my money where my mouth is. And so I, uh, we embarked on this, on this path and created Ground Game Health in 2022, the combination of those two companies, where we actually make, we, we, we connect the unconnected. It's our tagline. We resource the unresourced. We help folks who want to actually do something on the ground socially to get that done and the need addressed and, and, and resource provided. And um, it's been great fun. It's really busy. It's really, um, it's been a life-changing experience. I will tell you, we're growing very quickly. It's a very deep need in the United States and across the world. And um, we feel we're in this in sort of the right place at the right time. So we, we're, um, very busy working to make make more connections. So it's a it's a very rewarding space, very challenging. And and when you look at at Ground Gain of Health, what, what are some of the unique, would you say, differentiators? What makes the company unique? Uh, obviously, there's there's a lot there, right? And thank you so much for your intro and telling us about the company. And congrats on all your your success thank thus you. far. Super exciting. Yes. But uh, one of the things we always like to focus on on what's that unique factor? Absolutely. Um, you know, let me let me step up one level and tell you, you know, in the social space, actually in the healthcare space broadly, right? Everything's very it's it's there's a lot. It's disorganized. Folks don't know what's available and what isn't, whether they're insured or not, whether they're employed or not, whether they have health challenges or not. There's a lot of disorganization generally. So many times, particularly in the social space, folks think, oh. 
I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to create enabling technology and, and lead forward with technology. Technology is important because it allows us to connect many of the, much of the unconnected, but what makes ground, I'm going to refer to ground game health as GGH, just so I, I'm a little quicker. What makes GGH unique in my view is a combination of both enabling technology, which we own, and I'll spend a few minutes on that if we have some time. But it's also our, our original founding partners were part of community-based organizations. So we have community-based organization DNA. And so when we go about connecting the unconnected, we leverage our technology, which is really important. But we also know how to work within different business models Community-based organizations who are on the ground delivering services today have a very, there's many of them, and they think maybe a little bit differently, but they all approach a problem desiring to solve that problem for an end person, a human being who needs some help. They operate in a nonprofit model. Our, there, are, there are many organizations who want to impact healthcare impact through community-based organization, but most of those organizations are traditional for-profit, fast-paced business organizations that think differently. So we're able, I use an hourglass as an example, we're able to sort of be that middle space in the hourglass where the folks who have money, who want to pay for things and get things done on the ground and operate in a particular business model want to want to work through and on our technology and our experience set to actually do that work on the ground. And it's, we, we are like a modulator, if you will, if you envision that, you know, hourglass, we help those two business models come together in a way that's effective for both sides. So it's a, it's a combination of experience on the insurance side and on the corporate side and experience on the community side and a great enabling technology that allows everything to connect and talk to each other. And it's, it's a very unique, technology is important, but it's not the only thing. It's that human to human connection that we're able to, to bridge through our um, experience and, and capabilities. Switching focus a little bit, Susan, I'd love to, to dive in. And I, and I know this kind of goes with what you were just talking about, but, current state of social impact and health yeah. and specifically why it's so hard to close gaps in care uh, would be a great start. It's a, it's a, it's a big topic here. Here's I'll, I'll try to distill it as best I can um, from my vantage point, right? Others may have different viewpoints, but I, I think, I think there's maybe three broad constituents that have to come together, constituencies that have to come together for the gap to be identified and then get closed successfully, right? One is, you know, the, the, community, the community organization who's doing that work traditionally is funded by state and federal monies or by, by donations or grants or something, right? And so they're used to operating on the ground, typically locally, and making connections on the ground for that individual person to get served or get a need met, right? And they, they, they know what they're doing. There's another broad constituency that as, as social needs relate to health, 
might be, for example, a large insurer or a group of insurers who understand, gosh, I know that social needs impact my healthcare dollar spending. And so I need to find a way to address those needs. The third party in the middle is the human being in the center who actually has the problem, right? They might be more, they're, they're used to dealing with one particular organization one way and perhaps another organization another. So finding the right mechanism and communication, I mean, it sounds so simple on one hand, right? You know, we need to learn to talk to each other again, right? Um, but finding the right mechanism to allow all those parties to interact in a safe way so that when someone talks to that human being, they're comfortable that they can share something that's typically quite vulnerable. They have a food insecurity or they're unsafe in their home in a way that allows the community organization who's typically doing that work to provide that service and then in, in the case that we've created, it allows an insurer or a, or a corporation who maybe wants to impact care on the ground, a method to pay for that. So it's, it's, it's trying to find the right common ground to enable all of those parties to work effectively together, I think is, is, is our view. And that's a combination of people. It's, it's you know, us having conversations with individual people who need help or organizations who want to make a difference. And then having a stable, high trust certified platform that allows us to connect the unconnected in a way that the folks on the paying side are, are comfortable that the data is secure, money can flow on the platform, the way they expect it to work will work and they can see reporting on it, right? It's kind of working alongside and in, 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 in an alignment with their business model. At the same time, we're working with the community and their business model, putting the member in there, the person in the middle. And it's, it's a constant communication. And I, I, and I don't think only one part of that will get the job done. And that's where we found success so far is connecting those dots. And why in particular, why do payers need a partner like a ground game health to kind of be in this particular role? And, and why also, why is it hard uh, for, for these different parties to, to work together today? You know, I think, I think a couple of things. One is I think there's certainly mutual respect between the entities there, you know, and that's, you know, I, I was at a conference recently where someone was questioning, gosh, why don't, why don't payer, it was what an agency was saying, why don't payers value what it is we do? It's like they do, they, they very much do. I think fundamentally the issue, and it's experiential for me, I experienced this in my career. Big payers, small payers have a business model that requires them to focus in different places on different tasks and different structures versus a community-based model, which is just different. I mean, even basic things like compliance, an agency on the ground certainly has compliance requirements. They have to do that to, to manage their grants and other things. The payers on the other side also have compliance, but it's different. And so making those connections and helping people understand, it's, it's really about bringing experience and capability into the middle to allow those, say, broader, more strategic ideas to connect in a way that can actually get executed on the ground. 
it's it sounds sort of simple, um, but it is but it is um, it is not simple <laughs> because everybody just has a different view of it, right? So we 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 modulate, we connect, we connect in the middle to allow those aligned values to be executed against, which is where most of the time it it falls short. And in terms of you know, as you mentioned, you've been growing uh, pretty rapidly. What, what's next for the business that really excites you? Well, I think really that probably the biggest thing is is creating an, a, a connections through different programs around the country that actually allow all of the different community organizations to participate on the platform. So greater services can be provided, documented, and paid for. So it's a it's an expansion from our current framework that actually is more inclusive, both on the ground and, and getting all the way to food banks and getting all the way to housing providers and the folks that actually care give in the home. Um, and at the same time, allowing other organizations like a large corporation who might want to impact a market they have a big employee base in, for example, allowing them to participate on the platform and expanding into that side of the equation as well. Well, I'm, I'm really excited, Susan, for you and your, your company as you continue to grow. Um, hopefully we can have you come on maybe a panel and we can dive into uh, some more in the, in the future. Um, but I really, I really like you talking through uh, the payer questions are always super interesting because it's, uh, we, we get asked the most to throw in those payer questions in our conversations uh, to kind of hear from you, you know, your mindset in terms of what's happening uh, with, with the payers. Uh, it seems like payers always have the biggest question mark next to them. What, what, are, what are they thinking? Uh, how are people interacting with them? Uh, crucial part of the, the whole process, right? But um, definitely hard to always get a read. Yeah, they are... They are um... You know, they're all, they're broadly the same and individually very different. Obviously, you know that. I think there's a general, generally speaking, my experience has been, there's a deep understanding of the impact of social needs on a person's health and how a payer in the role they play in the equation can make a difference there. I think where we found success is, is engaging, kind of engaging in that space with them in such a way that we can say, look, Social needs are broad and wide and vary at the member level, at the individual level. It's like, how do we, if, if you, if you pay or have a particular goal you're after, you might want, you might be furthering your food as medicine strategy, for example. We can help you do that in a very targeted way. And we're targeting on food insecurity and we help you identify these needs, address the needs, and then measure that need against food as medicine and the criteria we mutually establish. It also might be a payer just, you know, somebody is, is in a market, which is actually how we started. A medical director on the commercial side of the business is like, my gosh, I've got, I've got really active readmissions. I know, and this is how we started, I know that these social needs are impacting those readmissions. And gosh, I don't know how to address that problem. Well, our original set of founders, one was a CBO person, one was a tech person. Those guys got together with that medical director and created the program that then became Ground Game Health today, which was really clearly 
identifying the need of a payer, what problem they're trying to solve, and then structuring the solution against that need in a way that we can both execute the solution, address the need, and then measure it towards their goal. That seems to be the the the, the best path so far is, is really helping articulate how we can package a solution for that payer-specific need. Super interesting, uh, Susan. Uh, lots more to un unpack in a future episode with you. I think that'll be a lot of fun. We'll, we'll get something. Uh, scheduled and uh, wishing you and your team the best of luck. Really awesome. excited for you. And uh, let's keep enjoying this, uh, this Tampa weather. Let's keep doing that. And thank you very much for having us on your program. We really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Thank you.